So we're at the IBC 2019 in Amsterdam. And who's next to me? Andrew Morton, Senior Vice President, Global Sales with Zodiac Systems. So how's the company doing? Very well, thank you. Uh, we have a very, very long legacy with Tier 1 operators in the United States. We've long since now expanded our markets into Latin America, uh, Europe, Western and Eastern Europe. Uh, we have operators now running our uh, complete suite of, of products and services in their cloud and on their devices uh, in, in multiple areas. We also have major integrations with some well-known tier one, uh, long-term tier one MSOs in the U.S. Uh, customers going back as far as 2003 are still with us today. At the International Broadcast Conference in Amsterdam, of course, uh, for how many years are you here? What you changed? Did you change a bit? So our company really, you know, in the last few years has really gotten a lot more serious about marketing and getting ourselves out there. We've been in this business since 2003, as I stated. Our first customer being Cablevision New York. Uh, which goes way back. Initially, our company was founded with the, with the principles of doing games on set-top boxes. That since evolved to doing UIs. And then what Cablevision at the time recognized is our company was really good at doing things like bidding you know, big things in small packages and set-top boxes. What really happened was we got into ourselves into the API translation business. And we actually moved things up into the network and did a lot of the translation above the network in the cloud. So API is also about cloud awareness, of course. You get bigger in the cloud. Without question. Yeah, and everybody's going to the cloud, of course. As things get more complex, a set-top box, for example, is now forced to go to multiple parts of a network. And what we found was devices were touching so many parts of the network, some kind of translation had to happen. So now we have the ability to take every generation of box, whether it's a 15-year-old set-top box or something brand new, and have the, the end result be that the consumer has a good consumer experience. OTT applications start to work, even on legacy devices that are as old as 10 years old. Uh, the newer Android devices, of, of course, you're now able to enable services on the fly. And when a, an operator comes to us and says, we'd like to put on a new service, it's not a six-month endeavor. It's like a 60-day turn-up time because all the translation is happening in the cloud. The device is just doing what it's told to do. So your company is about 250 people. You're situated in New York, and uh, you're focusing, of course, on the sales now. But what is your... Um, yeah, Position on the future. How do you see it? What's going to change? What's going to happen? I think about the change. A bunch of things. The consumer is getting a lot more demanding on the operator because they have so many choices. They can go to Netflix. They can go to Amazon, Roku, this kind of thing. For an operator to be competitive, the operator needs to be able to offer services that consumers want to see. You so know, what does Zodiac add into this? You know, picture a device that's 10 years old and they want to have apps on those devices that were never meant to do that. We're able to enable those apps on these older devices. On the newer devices, we can enable an entire suite of apps and make it very fast to turn things up and have, no matter if it's an older device and an older consumer or something brand new, have everything be consistent for the operator. Leveraging costs, leveraging things that they've already invested in and reusing things without them, have them having to spend tens of millions of dollars to replace hardware. Well, thank you very much. And that's a nice position to see the future for. Yeah, thank you very much. Good morning, it's a Saturday at the IBC 2019 in Amsterdam. And who's next to me? Who are you? Hi, my name is Saiko Kunishi and I'm uh, working um, I'm the, the, from NHK, which is a Japanese public broadcaster. Yeah, and uh, we're at Amsterdam in the Rai, of course, at the IBC, it's a Saturday, but can you tell me something about uh, what your company does, where, where it's at? Okay, well, as the Japanese public broadcaster, we're, we're, we're a broadcaster, so the big thing that, um, that we bring here every year for, we've been bringing for, the, for every year for quite a while now, is our 8K production. So 8K, um, NHK uh, Laboratory has been uh, developing 8K technology since 1995, 
And over the years, we've brought it every year to IBC. And finally, in 2018, uh, from 2018, we've started a full 8K channel. So that means that we have not only just 8K uh, cameras and monitors, but we have developed all of the broadcast systems, the transmission, the codec systems necessary to bring 8K to people's homes. And it's now 8K broadcast is now a reality in Japan now. So how can we see this in Europe? Because you're now in the Netherlands, of course. Uh, Amsterdam is really looking for forwards to get all the people around around broadcasting. Uh, 8K is not a really consumer-based thing yet, is it? No, you're right. I mean, 8K has become a buzzword, so you see the word everywhere here in IBC, that's true. But a lot of that is still for uh, for, for films or for commercials and, and very, very little happening in broadcast. I mean, it's a huge infrastructure that, that has to be put up for in order for 8K to become possible on broadcast. And in Japan, it's been a joint effort with not just NHK, but the government and commercial broadcasters that have been prepared preparing this platform for a long, long time. So it's true that Japan is a bit of a special case. What can this do for online, like Google, Facebook, YouTube? What can it change? It's, again... As a public broadcaster, we're not involved in, in, in that platform yet in Japan. Uh, NHK, uh, as a public broadcaster, we are uh, limited in what we can do online. So that's something for, for those big players. I, you know, the, the technology is there and we'll see what they're going to do with it. And if we see uh, 360 also, is it something also for 8K possibilities? It's not something that we're considering specifically at the moment, but uh, here at IBC we're also featuring um, 3D integral 3D technology. Now this is still in its early early days, but it's basically 3D without glasses, and that's something that we're developing over the long term. It'll take at least another 10 years, but we think that that's something that beyond 8K, that's one of the technologies that we need to look at. Of course, there's also uh, augmented reality, uh, virtual reality. All of these new technologies that we're hoping we can incorporate into a broadcast landscape. And this is what, as broadcasters, we're really interested and excited about. Yeah, Japan is known for many innovations, technologies. Uh, can you tell me why 8K is so important? We just feel that that 8K, the, the quality of the images, gives an immersive experience. It's something that, that, that viewers um, are, are probably... You know, not yet familiar with, but we'll become more and more used to. I mean, if you come to the IBC stand and see our 8K with the, with the full sound system, you'll understand. It's just you feel like you're there, and it's like no other viewing experience up to now. So we hope people will come and see us. Yeah, thank you very much.